Hey everybody, this is Valencia Page. And Justin Kane. And this is Keys and Cocktails. Yep. Yes, we are back with the eighth episode. Yep, episode eight. Episode eight, and today we are drinking some margaritas. Yes, we have are having some margaritas from <laughs> Condado Tacos. If you haven't heard of Condado Tacos, it's definitely become a staple here in Detroit. I mean, we love it. We love it. Uh, probably a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> For Taco Tuesday, Taco yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, uh, right <laughs> on Selden. Yeah. <laughs> right on Selden, right in Midtown where everything is going on. They have some great margaritas. Yes. One of my favorite margaritas is the Pineapple Express. Yes, the Pineapple Express. <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> so So what are you drinking on? What's I'm that? I'm actually drinking a banana margarita. It's very different. Okay. You wouldn't think about putting those two Can you taste together. the banana? I do taste the banana. I do okay. taste more alcohol than banana. <laughs> at this point. At this point. <laughs> but it, it's a really good it's a really good mixture, I think. Okay. Yeah, and this is the mango uh, margarita. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely delicious. They have great food and, of course, great drinks. And I definitely suggest it and give it a three thumbs up if I had three thumbs. <laughs> exactly. It's great. <laughs> All right. So I guess let's get into it. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking about. We are talking about homeownership. Yes. For homeownership. millennials. For millennials. <laughs> <laughs> and Gen Zers. And of course, any young, the younger homeowners out there. Correct. Correct. So, of course, if you're buying a home, if you're a millennial or mm-hmm. Generation Z or Generation Alpha, definitely we want to talk about buying a home in that in that younger age where it's, I guess, taboo or not necessarily common for you to be purchasing in that age bracket. Right, right. And the majority of my clients are younger homeowners, mm-hmm. uh, first-time home buyers. Um, so I'm really well versed on this topic. I love working with first time home buyers, love working with millennials or younger that are looking to purchase their first homes. Uh, what would you say is, uh, maybe some of the key things that, um, younger homeowners should be, uh, looking out for on their home search or what they should consider before they, uh, jump into, um, looking for a home? Well, I would definitely say one of those things that you should look into is your budget and your look. And your living standards as of right now. Take mm-hmm. a look at where you live right now, the things that you do every day, what you pay for every day, and those expenses that you that accumulate throughout your daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look at the type of home that you want to purchase first, right? Whether it be an investment property or your first home, which is I, I would consider an investment property as well. Correct. And I would also look into your finances as far as what is your credit score like? Would you want to purchase a home full cash or a with a loan? Right. So there's definitely some different avenues that we want to look at here mm-hmm. in order to kind of help you guys determine what you want to do as a first time home buyer or thinking about purchasing a home at a younger age. Right. Right. And I would also... Um want first-time home buyers just to uh you know take a look to see if what they want matches mm-hmm. what the budget is exactly. you know and to just have a realistic idea of um what you can find within your budget that you're looking for exactly yeah. and i would definitely say you know come up with a plan mm-hmm. right now um our generation is like the generation that's that is staying at home the longest. Mm-hmm. Our generation is staying with mom and dad way longer than any other generation has been. And I think 
honestly, that is a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. I think staying at home is the perfect thing to do if you're trying to figure it out before you jump and make that first financial decision. Right. Because right right now you don't want to almost force yourself into independence. Right. (laughs) I saw that on Instagram. Don't force yourself into independence if you don't have to. Right. You know, if you are living in a comfortable situation and your parents are okay with you staying at home and you are in that age bracket after college or after high school, Mm -hmm. don't force yourself to have to get an apartment if you don't have to. If you want to become a little bit more financially stable in order to purchase that income property or purchase that first home in order to get you to where you want to be in the near future. Right. Right. So let's just say that, okay, I've uh, thought about it. Mm -hmm. I planned, I've saved, um, (laughs) I'm ready to go. You know, I appreciate the, you know, the encouragement, but I got to get from underneath my parents' roof, driving (laughs) me crazy. Um, what's the next step? I mean, I've never done this before. Exactly. The next step would be to, like I said, determine how do you want to purchase your home and what type of home you want to purchase Mm -hmm. first. Your loan type too. Yeah, and your loan type too. But let's say you've been staying at home for a while and you were able to accumulate a savings. Let's say you were able to save up, let's say $50,000 at home Mm -hmm. because you were living rent-free. Right. You had nothing to really pay for. You you know, got your your groceries and everything paid for at Mm -hmm. home. Mom's cooking. (laughs) right right so let's say you saved up about fifty thousand dollars so do you want to cash in that fifty thousand dollars by buying an investment property maybe buying a home that's forty thousand dollars and only may need um ten thousand dollars worth of work or a home that um is an fha or a home that is a first-time home where you're thinking about getting a loan right um, and you can do a, an investment property with a loan as well. It can mm-hmm. be FHA loan or conventional loan. And of course, with that d- type of down payment, right. <laughs> you've got a lot of options, a lot of options for you to purchase an investment property as well. Yeah. Cause the majority of my clients, like I said, are first time home buyers mm-hmm. and are millennial clients, but I'm noticing also that my first time home buyer clients are, I mean, they're able to afford a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, so that's another thing too. And I think that this is a, a, kind of a a misconception Mm -hmm. is that you know maybe uh our generation millennials or stuff like that you know are um maybe don't work as hard Mm -hmm. and um aren't able to afford Mm -hmm. you know these these larger properties and that's not the case you know i mean i have clients that are able to afford a quarter of a million dollars or more Mm -hmm. um at from their first property. But just because you have a higher budget doesn't mean that you necessarily need to max out that budget on your first property. On your first property. So that's why I said really mapping out what type of property that you want for your first property, whether it be that investment property, or if you want to ball out and get that home, that's a quarter of a million so that you can look fresh. You know what I mean? Or do you need that? Or do you need (laughs) all that space? (laughs) You know what I mean? Or do you need all that space? You know, I'm, I'm noticing too that, you know, a lot of my first time home buyers are choosing to go on the smaller side, you know, maybe they're not getting this large or huge colonial home. Maybe they're looking for a ranch Mm -hmm. or a bungalow. You know what I mean? Just something that's just enough for them and maybe for, you know, guests or whoever comes over and that's it. You know, something for entertaining, definitely putting yourself on the right foot forward Mm -hmm. and mapping it out before you 
take that first financial footing because I would tell anyone for your first home, you don't want to go house poor. Correct. You don't want to put yourself in a financial bind. No. Nope. You want to be more than more than qualified right. to live inside of your property because if you are going to take on a mortgage, you're more than likely going to take on a 30-year or a 15-year mortgage. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you're pretty stable for that for that loan term. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. One of the things that I would also suggest too, especially for first time home buyers is um and younger buyers is to find an agent that knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and that you feel comfortable with working with mm-hmm. and that also has your best interest at heart. Um, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, especially with um younger clients and them having the capacity a lot sometimes to be able to afford more, um, sometimes they're encountering you know, agents that may see that pre-approval and want to max you out, mm-hmm. you know, for their own benefit, maybe not for yours. And, um, you know, again, just finding somebody that, you know, will help to uh, get you into the home that you want and also have your best interest and is looking out for, you know, what's best for you and will be honest with you too about the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And not just looking at, of course, what is the biggest commission that they can make. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. But looking at what works for you. What works the best mm-hmm. for you. What works mm-hmm. the best for you. So in Metro Detroit, what would you say is just maybe a, an area that you're noticing that your clients are gravitating towards? Well, you're, right. fir- you're, you're younger, excuse me, your first time buyer clients. <laughs> well, it depends on the scenario. So right. say if I am, if my client is a younger homeowner and mm-hmm. they want to purchase a home, I have a, I have some clients that want a house hack right now. So, so do <laughs> I, so do I, yeah, so do I. That's a, that's a thing. And what house yeah. hacking is for those that don't know, it's, it's you buying an investment property mm-hmm. and you living in one part of the property and then you renting out the other part. So like a multifamily home or exactly. even having a roommate stay with with you or something mm-hmm. like that and charging them rent or something um, exactly. to help cut down on the, the cost of the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. whether it be that two family that they can purchase and cash out for 60000 right. or if it that two family, I know you had a scenario where it, that um, two family may have been 60000 and they could put down 50000 and didn't necessarily have the full amount, but they had most of the amount right. in order to cash it out and do a payment plan for the rest of it. Yeah, or finance the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through the seller on a land contract. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely some avenues for a first time home buyer to take in order to obtain their first property. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think that thinking about it at a young age will definitely set you up for, for financial greatness. Right. Right. <laughs> I think um, right after, you know, high school is definitely a time mm-hmm. to start thinking about your finances. I know in high school, we didn't necessarily think about them too much. We were thinking <laughs> about the pep rally and all the fun things to do and, you know, right. getting that schoolwork done. And of course our colleges, but of course we do want to talk about money. Right. Right. And also understanding that that first home is not necessarily going to be your forever home. It's not. And it's a stepping stone into getting into something that's bigger Mm -hmm. and better. You know, so for example, I had a client and her first property that we uh, we got for was a uh, was a condo. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was going to be in an area that would appreciate in value. Um, it needed some renovations. She did the renovations. You know, she stayed there maybe a couple years and now she went from the condo and gained equity. You know, use that towards a new property. She's in the new property now, which is a home. You know, it's a three bedroom, what one and a half bathroom ranch, 
you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful home, you mm-hmm. know. And again, she's and she's probably gonna move into another home, mm-hmm. you know, later on down the line. Just keep just, on upgrading. Yeah, it's a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep on upgrading until you get to where you want to be. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll even use myself as an example. As okay. soon as I turned 18, um, well, in my family, we all kind of do real estate, but we choose if we want to or not. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided to choose to try it out. Mm-hmm. So since I turned 18, um, it was the Wayne County Tax Foreclosure Auction here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I decided to purchase a home in that auction. Mind you, I know nothing about what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and the market wasn't the best at that time. We were still in a market where you still see $10,000 houses and $12,000 right. houses. So luckily, I was able to purchase a home for $500 at the time. Mm. So, wow, what yeah. a time. What a time to be alive. Right. Wow. $500 <laughs> home. Okay. Blessed. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I was able to purchase that home for $500. Right. And I was able to put it right back on the market for $12,000 and sell it for that amount. All right. Yeah. So that was just me thinking about my finances, thinking about where I wanted to be in the next few years and taking my money into my consideration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, you're thinking about, okay, how can I do this? You know, is it possible for me to do this? I'm only 18. I'm right. only... Did you occupy the home or is this... No. This was this just an just, investment. This was just an investment. You okay. don't have to live in it. Right. This was just, hey, I'm going to go through this auction, buy something and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I bought it and I put it right back on the market because thankfully I do have realtors in my family. They're just like, okay, put it right back on, take a picture of it put it out there for sale, someone else may want it. Mm-hmm. And someone else did. An investor bought it for me and and bought it for that $12,000 cash. And, okay. yeah. <laughs> and you've been at it ever since. And I've been at it ever since. The rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> so, but, but, yeah. yeah, you know, you don't necessarily have to know too much of what you're doing in order to, well, of course, you do want to know what you're doing. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just about taking that leap of faith. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And investing in that first property. And I feel like that can definitely um, be a tough a tough thing to grasp mm-hmm. at a young age. Like, okay. Well, I, th- I think the thing about it is, is, and I try to use this kind of analogy for my clients, is to think about the property as a bank, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that, you know, your money is being put into an asset that's going to appreciate, you know, you get interest off it, you know. And then you flip it and go and cash in on it later on mm-hmm. and then move on to the next thing exactly. and the next thing and just keep reinvesting that money. So just, you know, stick into the plan and keep on mm-hmm. reinvesting that money. And of course, um, really think things through. I mean, I've had some great investments as a, as a youth and I've had some bad investments as a youth. Mm-hmm. Some things I, you know, out of haste, out of moving too fast, I've let go too fast. Like I sold a house for $6,000 on field street in, um, in the 48215 Island View neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If I would have kept that house, <laughs> you know how much them houses are now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I just would have been patient. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even occupied it. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have been, you know, on sitting on a lot more. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> a lot more. So there are definitely some learning curves that you can, um, that you can, I feel like that are much more accessible to um, learn about now. Mm-hmm. The, the information is more readily available now than it was then for me. Yeah. Because more people are starting to talk about this. I think it even like um, before, if you if you are a younger investor, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about it from investment, not from a first-time home buyer standpoint or just from an investor standpoint, um, 
before you jump into it, maybe even teaming with somebody that knows mm-hmm. what they're doing, you know, before you just jump into it and just throw money, you know. Yeah. Get a group of friends. Yeah, yeah, or a group of friends, yeah. Yeah, get a friend or a group of friends and you all kind of take on the the responsibility together, mm-hmm. you know, spread out the, you know, spread the responsibility a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And do it as a team. Everyone yeah. will make some money and everyone will um, won't spread themselves too thin. Yeah. Yeah. No, I lost an investment opportunity and or an opportunity that I should have jumped on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a condo that was on. Um, and I always talk about this. It's on. Uh, it was on Seven Mile Livermore. You know, there's some condos that are on the east side of the street oh, on Sherwood Forest. But they're actually on Seven Mile. Those are on the auction. And they're not really condos. They're well, they're um, townhouses. Townhouses yeah. is what they are. So anyway, um, you know, technically that's that short forest. So someone per there was one that was on the market, I think, for like 60 something like a few years ago. And I should have just went and just, you know, bought it. But somebody turned around, bought it, then turned around and like sold it for more than double, like not even six months later. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, because yeah. I saw that on the market. It was like a three bedroom, two and a yeah. half bathroom attached garage. Newer built condo. And, and it, well, yeah, and it's not technically a condo. It was like a half duplex mm-hmm. is what it was. So there was no HOA fee or anything like that. I mean, it was. Yeah, there's a lot of investments that, you know. Should have jumped on you it. You should have jumped on. Should have just bought it. <laughs> but that's what you live and you learn. And you're able yeah. to pass the gener- pass the information on down. Yeah. <laughs> to the next yeah. generation. You think it might be a good investment. Talk to somebody real quick and then do it. Exactly. Talk to somebody if the numbers make sense. Because it's, it's all about numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like in, in real estate, it's really just numbers. It is. So if yeah. the numbers make sense, then jump on it. Then jump on it. Yeah. We were literally just talking of talking about an investment property before this for right. eighty five thousand. Mm-hmm. You said the house was eighty five thousand. It needs twenty five thousand worth yep. worth of work, and we can flip it for one sixty. You know, so that means a fifty k profit. So the yep. numbers make sense. Correct. Yeah. Yep. As long as the numbers make sense. Right. So. I would definitely take that in consideration mm-hmm. too for your first property. Maybe your first property may not be um, the home that you pictured. Maybe it may be the home that needs a little bit of elbow grease. You mm-hmm. know, I would say don't go for the home that, you know, has all the updates, the bells and the whistles. Yeah, because nine times out of 10 with that is you're buying at the top of the market for the exactly. area. So then you have to wait for all of the other homes in the area because- I don't, you know, uh, kind of going back to a few episodes, you know, homes are really are only worth what the market is, you know, willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So the comparables, things that have sold that are like that, that subject property. So you're purchasing at the top of the market, you know, oh, it, things that are completely updated and all that. So then you have to wait for other homes to, you know, come up into that to catch up, with to you. catch up, <laughs> you know, rather than buying maybe a little bit lower in your budget. Um, and you have comparables that are a lot higher, mm-hmm. you're doing that work yourself and then you have equity. Exactly. So definitely. Cause even, you know, I always like to make an example, even last year's real estate market. Yeah. Um, it's definitely different, different than this year's real estate. Completely market. different. Yeah. yeah. Um, for example, there was a home on the market last year mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 140 and now it's back on the market for almost 200,000. I believe it. So they bought it for 140. Mm-hmm. And they got it for that back then, and now they just put it back on the market for two hundred. And someone's going to pay it because it's a beautiful home mm-hmm. in the neighborhood everyone kind of wants to be in. Right. So I would definitely say, you know, kind of buy under budget if you can, and make those updates yourself if you if you're able to. As long as they're reasonable, you know. And sometimes not everybody wants a project or massive renovations, but I always say there's levels to renovations. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
There's things you have to do and some and things that you can live with. Correct. Right. So if it's moving ready and then it's just like some little updating here and there, then, you know, it might be worth looking into it and Mm -hmm. then saving yourself some money because and especially in this market, there's really no way that you're going to get around spending money. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one, the deal is get you getting a house, but you're either going to put the money into, um, you know, finance it. Right. So you're going to be, you know, all the updates and everything that you want is going to be reflective in the price that you spend for the home, or you're going to be buying a little bit lower in your budget. And then you're going to be putting the money into it, you know, to get it updated to where you want it to be. Exactly. And it's funny because yesterday, because going back to a conversation me and you had off of the podcast, Mm -hmm. You had a home that you showed me that your client like loved. She was extra interested in it was at tri level. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the home was stunning. It had these built-in bookshelves. It was vintage. It was like mid-century modern seventies. Still be on the market. Yeah, it was mid-century modern seventies, and it's all the styles that are coming back now. A lot of people are starting to incorporate that seventies vibe to Mm. their home. So it has these amazing, charming features about it. Yeah. That are original. I loved it. Yes, I loved it. But, but I know other is, people be like, mm. <laughs> but I have a call. I get a call from a client and they say, and it's funny because they call me about the same house. They said, okay. Hey, have you seen this house? This tri-level? And it is, it's, it's a nice house. It could be so great if you took out those old bookshelves. No, that's, out- th- that's what makes it great. <laughs> exactly. That's what makes it great. Took out that kitchen. Is that, is the original character. And then you could add like little modern yeah, little little touches, modern to, touches it. to it. But, and like I said, it's all beauty is subjective and everything right. is subjective. So how, if she, if you would have spruced it up and put those modern touches to it already, mm-hmm. this person would have probably been like, Oh, that house looked amazing. And you didn't really change much. Correct. You just maybe just so people are paying for those yeah. People are exactly people are people paying are those faux beams in there just to faux make it, yeah just to, to get make that, that to get that look and right. to this in particular client they said it just looks old they even said that the built-in oven because it has those cute built-in ovens they said yeah. that the, well that's a you know there's a stainless steel oven there but it's old and I said no it's retro it's it, vintage it, is it retro. still works I mean you, you, I would <laughs> probably remove probably, that but the the other character <laughs> but the thing is it probably works better than the appliance that you will put there that's true because it's still working all of these years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, beauty is in the eye of the, the beholder. Everything's subjective to mm. how you are and what you like as a your person. Your personal style, right? Yeah, and your personal style. So that home to me and you was gorgeous. But stunning. to this person, they're like, I just want to so, gut the whole thing and paint it gray. Oh, it, was, it was stunning. Stunning <laughs> Put it gray and white and put granite everywhere. So. <laughs> mm. <sighs> exactly. So, yeah. again. Definitely, you know, don't disregard that home that may have that 70s flair. You could definitely get on Pinterest, have some great ideas, and maybe spruce it up by, you know, painting. Um, Maybe adding that granite countertop if you want to over time. You you know, you don't have to do everything at once. And I feel like that's what a lot of um, younger home buyers or first-time home buyers, they kind of get overwhelmed with thinking, oh, I have to do this after that. And just take it on like project by project. Yeah, no, you don't have to do everything right now before you move in. You can move in and make sure everything's nice and clean. If the home is good, if it has good bones and you can live with it, Mm -hmm. then take it as it is and then do those things over time. Over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buy at the lower part of your budget yeah. and get that equity. 
Get that equity. Get that money. Over time. Yeah. I'm sure you're probably not going to be moving out next year. No. Right. <laughs> Why exactly. sign up for a 30 year mortgage if you're going to move in? If you're going to move out next year. Right. So unless the market shifts up like unless the it just <laughs> blows up and you want to take like advantage the of the 150 to 200. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to take advantage of it. Then I understand. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to be there for some time. So do those things over time. Everything doesn't have to be completed as soon as you move in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a. Yes. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so uh, sometimes when I'm doing a walkthrough with a client and uh,
I get a vibe and I pick up on what the style of my client's taste is. So I'm able to point out some of those features as we're going through homes that matter most to my client. And if something is something is ugly, you know, kind of showing them or how they can incorporate that to make it more so their taste or whatever and giving them idea. Like I have a client right now, she likes older homes. I mean, like that most people would think were gut jobs, but she's able to see kind of beyond that as long as it has good bones and character and stuff like that. I mean, it I re- goes back to beauties in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the first homes that I sold was in Hazel Park and it was a bright yellow box. It looked awful. It looked like a milk carton, like, <laughs> like an old milk, a carton. milk carton, like a, like an old <laughs> milk carton or like a, um, like where you get the little eggs, little foam thing that the eggs come in. <laughs> it looked awful, but my client loved it. It was bright yellow. Exactly. So to him, it looked like a bright sunbeam of sunny delight. And to she loved, no, she loved it. <laughs> I mean, like, she loved it. It was like a, like a little exactly. bungalow, like the little, it was, it was a very odd because it's not your style it was a very odd house yeah. but the client loved it mm-hmm. it was exactly i can't her tell taste. you well this house is ugly and no one else is going to buy it no there may be somebody that comes right behind you and, and will like it just like you do she so. loved the house it was probably one of the ugliest houses i've ever sold <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like Ugh. it was ugly but <laughs> like she walked in it i think it is she walked in, I think, a little I think equity. We, it was I great. I think we all have those houses that we don't necessarily like ourselves, but they love it. They like it. it we love I it. I will say this. I'm really big on As long as nothing is wrong with it functionally. You know what? I'm, I'm not really big on necessarily a look of a house, but I can walk through a house with a client and feel like the energy of the house. Wait, are we on the podcast too? Is this off the record? I don't know if we're off the record or not. <laughs> but I'm... Yeah, but I'm really big on like energy of a house. Mm-hmm. So if, like I'll literally, if I'll point that out, like the energy, this house feels really, really good. Like I hold, I sold a house last week and it wasn't like the biggest house or the most expensive house or anything like that. But the house just felt really mm-hmm. good. Like yeah. it felt like a really good home. How like it, it really did. Like I love that house. Good. Yeah. So like I said, homes are like a feeling. Yeah. They have to have a feeling. Okay. Turn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Get your acronym. Find out you are <laughs> a realtor over here. Exactly. Investor. Okay. Legally, there are. Okay, so we're back. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, you know we're talking about return on investment, and especially about your first, you know, one of your first deals where you start off with a five hundred dollar investment, and then you turn around and sold it for twelve thousand dollars. So as far as opportunities like that, especially in the city. Um, are you finding that your clients are, are able to make a spread like that? Maybe invest that little to make that much of a return exactly. now, or do they need a little bit more? Maybe um, I do think that startup cash. I do think that our market has changed. Yeah, um, I agree too. I do yeah. feel like at that time it was a good, um, it was a good, it was a good time to clean up um, mm-hmm. as far as from an investment standpoint. But right now, you can still get some opportunities like that. Um, there are still some homes through the Detroit Land Bank that you can purchase mm-hmm. if you go to Detroit Land Authority, the mm-hmm. Detroit Land Bank, so that you can 
purchase a home through them with their properties you do have to fix up in a six month time frame however you can get extensions from the city um, depending on the work that needs to be done and if you have mm -hmm. a proper letter from contractors um, saying that the work is taking longer than it needs to than you, you thought it would be right then you can get it extended so definitely through the Detroit Land Bank actually one of our agents inside the office pretty much bought a whole block through the Detroit mm, Land Bank okay. in Highland Park okay so yeah. yeah and highland park by the way is it's coming back th going through the I, there was yes. that home was over two hundred thousand mm dollars -hmm. it's crazy and when i started highland park there yeah yeah i couldn't almost give a home away in highland park now <laughs> it's so crazy i just showed a property uh earlier this week it was like sixty thousand mm -hmm. dollars it needed you know some little work done park to it but it's but it's like it has some of the most beautiful um streets it's the city of trees yeah you know yeah it's the city of trees yeah and the thing is, what reminds me of Highland Park is Boston Edison. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Boston Edison is what's most, I guess, um, I guess the closest to mm -hmm. describe the homes in Highland Park mm -hmm. um, and kind of Island View. Because I know some some of the streets don't have a, a drive through driveways. You know, there's also a neighborhood in Pontiac that it reminds me of. There's a um, subdivision in Pontiac, a neighborhood called Seminole Hill. Oh, they're historic. And it's like historic neighborhood in um, Highland Park reminds me of um, Seminole Hill. Yeah. Yeah. a lot yeah and highland park i like to say highland park is kind of like detroit sister city yeah. <laughs> because they're so close to each other and a like lot of villages to yeah, south hill exactly it's yeah. exactly how it is they're so close to each other um it's right off of woodward just mm -hmm. like detroit and a lot of people are definitely looking there as an option because their home the homes are huge stunning and they're beautiful stunning beautiful, a lot of character yeah lots of characters lots of those things that you don't get inside of a i guess a new build um, mm -hmm. that wouldn't cost that would cost entirely too much to incorporate into a home now so would you say that, like that is a really good return on investment like absolutely. that area like yeah. as far as like getting in there where the prices are low and a good return i mean i would yeah absolutely if you're highland looking park, for that type of spread i've bought in highland park yeah <laughs> i've bought a house in highland park in that same auction mm -hmm. for six hundred dollars and i gave that one away pretty much for five thousand mm -hmm. dollars so if i would have kept that house <laughs> like i said with this you do live and you learn mm -hmm. because it's a lot of things that you can you should buy and hold correct yeah if you find it for dirt cheap then buy it and hold on to it mm -hmm. don't necessarily just give it away right then and there i like to say millionaires are made in the um recession yep and, and downtime yeah in the downtime yeah. yeah. and i was definitely in the downtime yeah, and the downturn, the downturn not the upswing yeah. <laughs> i was definitely in a downturn yeah and I, and I got some great properties that i pretty much let go yes i did make some money but i could have made so much more if i held on to them now mm -hmm. so with it it does come patience and it does come with planning your budget because of with having 10 homes or whatever it may be you still have to pay the taxes on those properties mm -hmm. you still have to pay if there are any blight violations on those properties because yep. they are sitting abandoned right with nothing inside of it because all of the properties that i have bought through these auctions i mean i've ne I, I never really renovated them like that mm -hmm. <laughs> i didn't start doing that until as of recently yeah so at that time, I was just buying them for whatever I could get them for. And, and then, then putting turning them right, right back, back on the market, market. Mm -hmm. without doing anything to them. Mm -hmm. You know, and then that's the next person's job. They want to go ahead and do it. Right. Right. So it's. It's still opportunities to make money. It's still opportunities. You just got to be a little bit more creative. And you have to be ready. You have to, you have to be ready. Ready, willing, and able. Exactly. Right. When you see it, you need to jump on it. Mm -hmm. Make an offer right then and there. Correct. If there is somebody outside of their house saying, hey. 
will somebody buy my house for ten thousand dollars you say yes where do we sign where can we go to a title company mm-hmm. <laughs> let yeah. me call my agent if you want which you, they can get on this too yeah. make sure everything's good for you right you just have to be willing and able and you know willing to take that jump right mm-hmm. right so, like I said, the Detroit Land Bank is a good place to source deals. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some great off-market deals um, through investors. You can you can actually find houses on Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. And yeah, Facebook stuff groups. and but some yeah. people put houses on Facebook Marketplace. I've put a house on Facebook Marketplace. I need to actually market soap, so I just mark. I just sold it um, mm. not too long ago. But I even bought a house in last year's tax auction. I think I paid two thousand dollars for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, paid two thousand dollars and sold it this year for twenty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> that's even a <laughs> talk about a good return on investment. A good return on investment. What? And that was in the um, what neighborhood was that? That was in the um, right off of what neighborhood is? It? It's where you sold the home on uh, that you and our team member worked on, Malaysia. You and on, oh, okay, so near Hamtramck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kind of that border. Okay. No. Um, Crystal. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So outside of Boston Edison. Yep, outside of Boston Edison. Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. So yeah. the street was Blaine, but it was near Lawrence and it was off. I of, remember I showed that property. Yeah, off of Dexter. It was it, off of Dexter. It was a multifamily. Yep. Off of Dexter. I remember. And Dexter's really or that area is really close to New Center. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that area has definitely seen some upswing. I've seen a lot of license plates over there from other places, other states like Pennsylvania, yeah. New York. Because it's in between uh, Boston Edison and like Russell Woods. Yeah. So it's a great little pocket over there. It's a great little pocket for you to buy and flip homes. Yeah. Their homes are huge. There are a lot of multifamilies in that A lot of multifamilies. A lot and of. And it's definitely a central area for you to um, get back and forth to downtown. Yeah. It's maybe 10 minutes from downtown. It's four minutes from New Center. Mm-hmm. I literally go to that house and coming from our office in the Fisher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would take me like all of five minutes. Yeah. So it's a great area that I think is definitely on the upswing next. Yeah, I agree. agree. So if you are looking to buy some investment properties. There are a lot of opportunities. There are a lot of opportunities. And I would definitely scope that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get you a two family. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can get it for 2000 now. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, and I know this year they didn't do the auction, but no, they didn't. There's other auctions. I mean, I bought an, an auction um, that encompassed all of Michigan, all of the counties in mm-hmm. Michigan. Um, and this was another tax auction, not just the Wayne County one. And with this auction, um, it had counties like Algonac County mm-hmm. and um, Bay City. City. Yeah, yeah, Bay City. That's where I bought a home. And, um, Different areas, Albion, just different parts of the of the Metro Detroit area, or the Michigan area that you wouldn't necessarily think of because you're so focused on Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's other areas to invest in as well mm-hmm. that you can make those same kind of numbers. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run those comps if it makes sense. Yeah, run those comps if it makes sense. Go ahead and do it. And run those comps means look for comparables around that property to make sure there are other properties that are higher that are higher than what you're buying it for. Correct. So if you're thinking about mulling over that six hundred thousand dollar, I mean that six hundred dollar bid that you want to put in or on that six hundred thousand dollar, or that six hundred thousand dollar bid. <laughs> okay, if that it, too. <laughs> if everything around it is. $20,000 and you're only paying $600, $600 for it. Or if you're paying $600,000 for it and everything around it is $2 million. $2 million, right. <laughs> right. Then buy it. 
<laughs> it's still right. a return on your investment. Correct. A major return. Yeah. Don't yeah. sleep on it. No. Because if you do, someone else going to do it. Somebody will grab it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're going to see it on the market and be like, dang. Should have got it. Like I me. should have got it. Or held on to it. Or you'll it, have like that me. regret like me <laughs> two years later. Should have bought that. Should have bought it or <laughs> should have held on to it. <laughs> yeah. Moved into it, renovated it, mm-hmm. and then sold it later on. Yeah. 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 So I definitely suggest right now is a good time for, you know, our Gen Z, Generation Z and Generation, I don't know, Alpha. I don't know if they're thinking about buying right now because they're I don't, away. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know how old they are. I don't know how old they are, but <laughs> I do think that this is a good time to, you know, start thinking about right. home buying early and investing on. early on. Yeah, yeah, early on. I think um, I think a lot of my friends would have appreciated this information if I would have shared it more back frequently. Back in the day. Back in the day. The thing is, I did share it more frequently back in the day, but they were too busy in school. Doing other things. <laughs> yeah. Doing other things. I love school, but. Yeah. I said, hey, can you can you invest with me? And they said, Nah, I got this going on. <laughs> okay, right. cool. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone wants to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So definitely, you know, think on it. And if it's the if you have the opportunity to do it, say your neighbor is like, Okay, I'll sell you my house for fifty thousand dollars and the house you know your house is worth more, then go mm-hmm. ahead and do it. Right. If you're able to get a mortgage on it. Definitely leverage that. I would always say leverage other people's money if you have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. So it's still your money, <laughs> money that you're responsible for. Correct. But definitely leverage it. If mm-hmm. you could get pre-approved for a mortgage that's $50,000, you don't have to get pre-approved for a mortgage that's $100,000. You don't have to get approved for those higher numbers. You can get approved for lower numbers. Mm-hmm. Under the hundred thousand mark, you could get pre-approved for forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I remember when I first started real estate again, the market was terrible. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I was showing shows, I was showing clients homes in Rosedale Park with pre-approvals for thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So <laughs> it's a lot different than that now. It's a lot. Just, I, know, I was about to say it's a lot. I don't know if you're gonna find much nah. over there for thirty thousand. <laughs> no, but. But it's just a different market. So it's a different market. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can definitely find things. Like I said, there are different Facebook groups, um, different investors out there that are, you know, willing to help. Um, there are even some people that sell their mentorship and, and their guidance. Right. Right. <laughs> and honestly, with with some of those uh, mentorship and guidance things, you don't you don't necessarily have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to pay someone to tell you what I'm telling you right here on this very podcast. Just- <laughs> get on google for free get on the google for free you know Look a good keys youtube and cocktails. keys and utah. cocktails right free information free so. information yeah. and you know really plan this out and see what works best for you right exactly exactly yeah. all right <laughs> so uh any other pieces of advice any last words well i guess just an overview again if you're thinking about buying you know definitely think about your situation think about how much you know how much you have to move correct if if you even have to move and what your motive is mm-hmm. you know okay am i buying a house to flip it am i buying a house to make money am i buying a house to get independency am i buying a house to just buy a house mm-hmm. <laughs> cuz i just want my my crib where i just bought out exactly. on it or yeah. <laughs> and 
uh, buying a house to start a legacy. Right. You know, because right. that's what it does. I feel like buying property. Stepping stone. Yeah, it's a stepping stone to kick off your legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, real estate makes millionaires. It's the number one thing to creating generational wealth. Correct. Correct. And I'll, I'll just piggyback off that. Um, My thing would also be to make sure that if you are looking to uh, start your journey to home ownership, that you're working with somebody that is mm-hmm. going to have your best interest, that um, you feel comfortable with working uh, or, you know, and having represent you mm-hmm. and who is really going to take care of you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's really, really important. Exactly, exactly. And again, always think it over, you know, make again, plan out your finances. I, I love stress, stressing that because I always see where people maybe may in a maybe in a bind where they lose their home. That's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. You know, things you know, we wish everything could be peaches and beautiful yeah. and rainbows, but sometimes there is a flip side. Right. Where people go through foreclosure or go through certain things in life where they may have to. They may have to sell it. Yeah, they may have to sell it or get uncomfortable. So definitely think about the the pros and the cons and weigh them and think of really think about what's the best way of purchasing for you, whether it be a cash sale or mortgage or a mortgage Mm -hmm. and how much of a mortgage. Correct. How much are those monthly payments? Right. Right. But definitely do it. Definitely start thinking about homeownership and acting upon homeownership. Because right now is a great time to buy. Still. Interest rates super low. Interest rates are so low. My interest rate was a two point seven five. I was about to say that's dang near free money. I was about to say <laughs> I have a client I'm working with right now who's right on around there. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, right now it's a great time to buy. Interest rates are super low. If you have the opportunity to. Two, I would definitely act on it, even though there may not be as many deals, I guess, out there. Um, there's still deals to be well, it's had. Inventory. Yeah, inventory. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's the inventory that's the issue. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right now it is a seller's market because there are more buyers right now than there is homes on the market exactly, available. Yeah. Than there are homes on the market. So you are seeing a lot of people competing over the same house and having to do bidding wars and mm-hmm. having to fight, <laughs> right. fight for the house. Right. And with that, you know, it, it drives up the market. Mm-hmm. But again, there, there are still things, you know, properties that can be had at a lower price. If you're not looking at the shiny one, if you're looking at the one that may need a few things and you're willing to pay that price for it and mm-hmm. still underneath market value, then go for it. And go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. All right. So, uh, how'd you like your condado margarita? Apparently, I I liked it alive. Yeah, I like mine too. I'm gonna probably <laughs> drink the rest of this like I want to after this. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you all for listening and joining us for our eighth episode. Of course, if you guys have any other questions, yeah, feel free to reach out. Feel free to reach out. You can reach out to Cheeks of Cocktails on Instagram or personally. My Instagram is Valen- at Valencia Page, and mine is at Key to the city underscore and you can ask us any questions we'd love to hear from you so that we can see what we need to put out there on our next podcast any topics any questions any questions topics that you guys might have please feel free to share we want to hear we want to hear what you all want to know because again we are your resource yeah (laughs) and your cocktail resource any kind of cocktails you guys want us to try out (laughs) please send us suggestions please send us suggestions (laughs) (laughs) if you have a a liquor brand that you swear by that is detroit logo we want to try it out yes we do for sure for sure (laughs) all right all right thank you all all right bye bye